Welcome back to Two and a Half Athletes. Tonight we have a very late crew. Uh, we're actually unhinged. It's just the kids tonight. Um, t- Tony is is recovering from his wisdom teeth, and Rick, um, you know, it's that time of year, cold and flu season, allergies. You, you already know the deal. Rick's Rick's got another major tummy ache. So tonight it is just me and my best pal, Sonny Davis, and we were supposed to have a surprise guest. We're not going to release who that was. Hopefully that can, you know, come to fruition later down the road, but it is just the children tonight. So this episode could be a little bit unhitched. So welcome back, Sonny. Glad you made it home safe to Arizona. Yeah, I am good. I had another one of those trips back where I was a little hesitant if I was going to make it or not, but here I am. I'm, I'm here now. We're all good. Uh, as Dave stated, Rick, I, I don't know what's up with his immune system. My four-year-old nephew has a better one. Um, and Tony, of course, that's a, that's an excuse that we'll go with. But yeah, I, I guess we don't really have much to talk about sports wise. You know, everything's kind of in the middle of seasons. Um, football's ended. So, you know, that's devastating to a lot of us. So I think today we're kind of going to kick it off with what I would think most people are doing is kind of similar to what we're doing. And that's just taking hot bets throughout the week uh yeah we we just want to talk about gambling but i i did want to ask sunny did did you get to hit up any cheesesteak or pizza places while you were home in philly um and if you didn't what would be your top three um if you had to go with pizza or cheesesteaks to go back and visit every time you come back from arizona to philly uh i didn't hit up any this time actually i did hit up my favorite that's out of state so not considered but uh we'll go philly if I were to come back and that was top on my list, I guess I'll start with cheesesteaks. Top three, of course, I'm going to have to be at Ishkabibbles, number one. Number two is probably going to have to be Steve's. And number three, ah, I don't, I, I, probably Cleaver's, to be honest. Um, I, I don't know. Oh, wait, sorry. Actually, we're going, we're going Ishkabibbles, um, Steve's, and uh, not Cleaver's. We're going to go with Angelo's. I completely forgot about that. I don't know how that passed my mind. Phenomenal last time I had that one. And uh, pizza, oh, man, Philly pizza. I'm going to have to go with Angela's again. That's going to be number one. Number two, oh, man, what's the what's the one that's almost like Grotto's? Oh, Franzone's. Franzone's and Manny Franzone's. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's a little sweet, but I, I did like it. And number three, I, I don't know why, but I, I'm, I'm going to assume that I'm – been drinking that day so i would just probably go with a nice lorenzo's big slice just to fill you up yeah you definitely must be drinking every time you had that if that's something you're craving but um yeah and the pizza sunny was referencing was garotta's back home we did get that saturday night which is which is always a a good treat and they they never do miss but i do have to admit lorenzo's pizza i think is a little bit overrated i would throw santucci's and replace lorenzo's instead santucci's is is really good and i know that you know, you originally had cleavers in there, but for anyone who hasn't been to cleaver steaks, they're they're known for their quality meat. But you know, Sonny kind of downplays how good they are because he has a sour taste in his mouth because he thinks that their steaks are too expensive. But Sonny is an asshole, and every time he went there, he got the wagyu steak with 
black uh, with truffle. So that's why his, his cheese sticks always came out to be like 25 bucks. So he was complaining about how spe- expensive it is when in reality it's, you know, reasonable price for what he was actually ordering. So um, cleavers is definitely in my top three. I will have to admit that, but yeah. So Sonny, what uh, I, I know obviously that we don't have any football anymore. I think, you know, we both made out well on the Super Bowl outside of you betting your life savings on, on, uh, on heads and, and missing again for another tails. year, but yeah. on tails, yeah, that's what it was. But, um, you know, I, I know you're a big, big hockey gambler and you, you do run a lot of, you know, three to four leg parlays that hit. So like, what are, what are some of the things that you're looking for while betting the NHL right now, or, um, when you're betting it throughout the year that you find successful? Honestly, my way I go about my parlays, which are, like you said, I, I think if we go down my whole history, my percentage on winning it definitely is best with the NHL. And I think, well, at least I think it works, but I go by how often the team travels, which is very often, and they play a lot. So I basically run off where this team has been the past couple of days, uh, days, how long they've been traveling, and kind of use that to go against the over, under, and who's going to win. Unless, of course, it's like the Coyotes, and they haven't traveled at all, and then they're going to play, I don't know, like tonight, they're playing the Kings. I wouldn't go into that because I know how bad the Coyotes are. But for evenly matched teams or damn near, that's basically what I base it off of, which it doesn't – I mean, I think it makes sense because, I mean, these people are tired, so then you kind of just think less effort, maybe more goals, less effort, maybe less goals. Um, but that's kind of what I base my hockey off of. And just standings alone. If you know a team's good, you know a goalie's good. There you go. I think that's what I pick it off of. But yeah, I was gonna say, do you take a lot of do you take a lot of money line or spread with those? Money line. The only time I take a spread would probably be live. Um, yeah, I, I just don't I think that's the hardest run line. Well, I guess it would be puck line, but I think that's the hardest in sports. I, I just think the one and a half in hockey is so so difficult compared to any other spread in sports. Yeah, I agree. And I, I know I know one thing in particular that me and Sonny like like to run frequently is uh the Giannis Antetokounmpo first bucket. And we actually have never hit it. I'm pretty sure we bet it like three to four times together simultaneously. And Bobby Porters has hit it every single time. And the last time I ran a Giannis prop bet to score first, I was I he was like plus. 550 and Bobby Porters was like plus 1100 and I was so tempted to bet him again and I didn't this was actually the game before the all-star break uh against the Sixers and he actually scored the first bucket again and I I'm with you Sonny I know we complained about it in the past because I think the first time we ran it Giannis didn't score a bucket but got fouled twice and made free throws that should that should qualify as a basket, I think. It should be first point and not first basket. Yeah, because, I mean, what defines a basket? Technically, if you shoot a free throw, you made a basket. Yeah. I think in, um, in reference, though, they're, they're, they're saying that. Field goal. Yeah. Which free throw isn't under the category of a field goal. I, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that's dumb. But back to those type of bets, I think that is like football season, it's uh, – you know, first touchdown that can, you, you never know how long that takes. It could be, you know, a, a game where it's a shootout, a couple of field goals here and there, and then you get, but I think those bets outside of football where it's, you know, basically back. It's quick. Yeah, it's a quick hitter where, where, where it's first points of the game. I think those, 
just get the night started. I don't know. So like outside of football, those are the type of things I look forward to. Um, I know baseball is a little bit further away, but same thing. First inning, is there a run or is there not a run? Like those ones get me going. I don't know what it is, but it's the quick ones instead of the whole ant- anticipation of a whole game. But yeah, so so right now, those are the kind of bets that I feel like everybody's kind of floating on. There's all these, uh, these crazy first baskets or uh, yeah, essentially first baskets. And if anybody listening sees like those barstool sports books uh instagram posts where you know they're putting eight people out of eight games to get the first basket pulling it off five bucks for i don't know a hundred thousand dollars those i'm never in the category of but props to them yeah there's actually uh everyone's freaking out today i think it was FanDuel reported uh a 23 leg parlay last night for a dollar ended up cashing in for uh $530,000 so that's the most frequent free or uh recent parlay card that everyone was freaking about that went viral online but i i my bad i, I want to get one of those guys on here and and ask them how long they've been gambling is this the first time they've done something like that like they just felt like it was their time like they've been doing it for so long and they finally hit one or they or did they do this often like i'm so confused i bet they do it often there's definitely no way it's like a one-off type of thing i mean if you think about it you can do it one you can do one per night i just hopefully that it hits, especially with college basketball right now, there's so many games. Just think about how many games are played on a given night. So, but if, going back to the NBA, Sonny, are you, um, obviously we have some big names on new teams uh, and they're about to make their debut soon. So Ben Simmons and, and Harden, um, are you going to touch like any, any prop bets with them their first games or you're going to feel it out first? I think personally, I I'm going to go with, I, I would like to bet Harden, in props, but that's something that I'm not feeling. I feel like if I had to go for, if, if I was forced, you know, Hey, you have to pick a hard in prop tonight. I don't know why, but I'm going to go with the over on assist. I think that would do. That's what, that's what I'm, I'm hoping they don't put it at his actual, his assist <laughs> no, no, line. Like if they make it like nine, I think that's going to be a given. So Harden alone, I'm just going to go ha- with assist, but with Ben, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a, uh, I don't, I don't know. I, everybody, well, at least should know my, my stance on him. I don't really have think that highly of him, but I just think it's going to be one of those things that I, I don't think it was a game. It was a joke or whatever he was dealing with, whatever it's all over, but I think he was saving something. And that first game, he's going to come out and show it because he hates the media all over him. Clearly we just saw that. So the only way to kind of get him off of you is to perform. So I think he's going to go out and try to do that, but. Yeah, I agree. I think I think with Ben, if he can get his first game back in like a, you know, tucked away, if it's so I'm looking, they play tomorrow. Oh, no. Wow. They only have primetime games coming up. If they can get like a, a Sunday Orlando game and that's like his debut, I'm taking his over on threes, which will probably be a half because he, be he's probably, what? which will probably be his over under on a three pointer will be a half. So will he at least make one? Which I would definitely take. But then again, I see that's the thing. I would take all his overs, but I don't know how many he would attempt. I, if he comes out, if he comes out just firing threes like this dude is Steph, I, I I don't think that would happen. But I honestly don't know what to expect from him anymore. So that could be that I don't know that maybe that is his mo coming out. He's just you know I'm I'm going all in. If I'm open at three, I'm pulling it. So yeah, if he comes out, if he comes out hammering threes. <laughs> and making them you might need to call my mom the next morning to make sure i'm i'm still alive because i don't think i'll actually be 
physically well if he comes out shooting. I would be um, having to make a lot of phone calls for the city of Philadelphia itself. <laughs> I think that city yeah. alone may be burnt down. But I, again, I don't put it past him trying to do something spectacular and just something to get the media off of him, or at least not off of him, but portray him in a better way than he's used to. Because I know him, and, well, not personally, but clearly, but I know he hates that. So I, I think I he's going to try to correct himself in a new place. And and that's a, I think he's going to get the Franz Wagner, for anybody who doesn't know, overseas player, got drafted early first round. He's on the Magic. He gets a green light any game. Check his stats out, see how much he shoots the ball. And I think they're going to kind of give Ben that same leeway, at least for a little bit, to check him out, let him do his thing. But so I, I think – Stats wise, it's going to be one of those. You just they're just going to give it to him. So why not put his overs? Yeah, I agree. And it sucks Rick's not here because we actually all ran a four leg parlay, which Rick's like our NCAA guru. Which it's it's like almost getting to the point where it's he always told me he was an NCAA like freak and big time fanatic, but it's getting to the point how it's like it's like disturbing how much he knows about uh, NCAA basketball, but we all, he gave us a four legged parlay tonight. And then right now we're three for three and Kentucky's closing out on a 12 point lead with three minutes left in the second. So it looks like that's going to hit tonight. So hopefully um, I know we're going to have some NCAA pods coming up, leading up to the tournament. And he does his whole tier system in Excel, like a, like a big four freak. And um, they're pretty in depth and uh, you know, He'll help everyone pick their brackets moving forward. So I know he helped me out a lot last year. I did pretty well. So while we're talking basketball, that thing, the whole thing with the, um, I think it's a little blown out of proportion, but I guess just to get your standpoint on it, the whole CJ McCollum. Juwan Howard. No, no, no. CJ McCollum signing and Zion not reaching out. I mean, do you think that was blown out of proportion? Or like, so Uh, I, I just, I just read, so I wasn't putting any false. So after his interview, CJ's he actually did reach out so I don't know the amount of time before the interview or when the signing happened but or Zion saw the post and was like oh maybe I gotta reach out now but any input on that (laughs) not only and and so I think it was I don't know if all this obviously this this situation blew up after you know I guess someone in the media asked CJ if they've talked and he said no like Zion hasn't reached out or welcomed the team or anything nothing malicious and he wasn't salty he was just be like oh yeah no we haven't spoken yet then obviously JJ Reddick went on first take and blew the situation out of proportion which I, I do think he made a good stance he did say Zion could be a detached teammate which is fair he was his teammate and I, I do feel like Zion is a little bit t- detached and apparently he's not even, he's still going through his rehabilitation. He's out in Portland doing it. Um, he's not even with the team. So I, I do get that from that standpoint, but I, I just feel like this is, and Sonny, I don't know if you saw this, the, they were releasing season ticket programs for next year and Zion was like not included. So I feel like this is slowly starting to, you know, they're going to, part ways with him I feel like after this year and I feel like he there's something I feel like there's a a handshake agreement in place behind closed doors where I think they're both going to part ways this this summer Um, and they probably feel like that they can get a lot for Zion right now you know they got two solid guards they got Steven Adams and they could probably get a good haul for Zion so I feel like it would make sense for both parties I don't I, I do think it's a bigger deal but um that he didn't reach out to CJ right away like that's just being a decent human being but 
yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe he just lacks social skills. I don't know. I don't know. I that it, I that's the first time I heard about Zion in a long time, which is surprising because I'm I look forward to that's like something I think should be a weekly update is his progress and his weight. Not that I'm that concerned about him, but I kind of. And I haven't seen anything about that because I know when it first came out about the pitcher surfacing where he looked huge and all that stuff, and that has died down tremendously. So I don't know. I need an update all around from that guy. Yeah. I mean, the only time I see him is in those Mountain Dew commercials, and he looks uh, on the heftier side there. So yeah, he's um, kind of advocating the wrong product for for what he's going through right now. While we're on the topic, I was just going to change it on – Basic. I mean, I wouldn't say controversy because that Zion thing wasn't that big, but uh, to switch over to golf and the Phil Mickelson, the statements today about um, KPMG and the Saudi Arabian League and all that. Well, what do you think about that? I know you said uh, we talked about it earlier and you kind of were going around like they're doing that to bring money back over to PGA or to try to get people to get more money off of PGA. But like, what do you think about? Yeah, I mean, if and especially like I feel like Phil obviously holds the most weight here um, and he would know and Phil, Phil's feels like a bright guy he knows the business now and you know if he feels like they're not getting compensated fairly and you know Phil's not hurt right Phil I think is doing this for the future of the game the future of the players uh, you know he's all about player empowerment um, he's all about growing the game and I don't he was just using leverage pretty much what everyone else is doing in every other sport. Um, and he was being in the face of it. Did he go about it in the most, you know, did he go about it in the right way? Probably not. But like, I, I do understand what he was, what Phil was, was getting at. So I don't know. I think it's getting a little bit blown out of proportion. It'll probably blow over soon, but I mean, like he did lose sponsorships. Like I'm, didn't he KPMG already dropped them. So you know, he's definitely going to take the fall for it. And he, out of anyone, he can afford it. You know, his legacy is already cemented. He's already got all the dollars. I think he's just trying to think of innovative ways to help the younger generation grow the game and, and you know, also increase their pay, just like every other, you know, sports industry right now in professional sports. I think it's exactly that, that he, he wants to use his platform and how big he is in golf to basically – yeah, leverage to get these people on tour more money. Cause I know some are paying for flights still, you know, you know, they're barely making anything at tournaments and that's a big thing now. So I think that is a smart way to do it, but the way he announced it or kind of talked about the other league, I don't think that should have been brought up at all, but I mean, again, he'll deal with it, but I, I still think that was a crazy way to, to bring it up with the journalists and killing all the, all the people over there and everything. I just think that was just, over the top for that yeah it was it was ignorant so for sure but all right we, let, let's move on to our our weekly segment this week sonny unless you have anything else yeah. unless you would you want to give us a, a quick a quick bet for uh golf this weekend no nothing right now uh okay all right cool then uh you want to kick us off with crown of the week i think i think the crown of the week is actually going to be i don't know tony's gonna have to call i need to go uh what's it called first wait no tony's not cutting it anymore we should probably announce we got a uh, we outsourced our editing to uh, Brian Bag of Bones Jones, our favorite bartender's son, down at Paddywax. So we outsourced him. And he's helping us out with the editing now. He's a good videographer uh, for the Rowan Sports team as well, and he's in school, so 
it's going to give us some assistance. <laughs> no, my crown. Yeah, I don't have a crown. Okay. Well, my crown real quick is going to be Phil Martelli. So obviously the, our local listeners will definitely understand. So the old legendary St. Joe's coach who, you know, took that legendary 03-04 team to, you know, an undefeated season, um, took them to the lead eight in a heartbreaking loss. Hey, Jameer Nelson, Delonte West um, was there for years after, always just a, a solid, respectable program. And then they eventually cut ties to them. And uh, obviously everything that took place with Juwan Howard this week, and he's suspended for the remainder of the year, is now taking over as head coaches at Michigan um, because he was their assistant. And they, Juwan Howard, grabbed him as his assistant two years ago after he was fired um, to help him out with his coaching staff. So now he's kind of taken the range for the remainder of the year and, and hopefully he can showcase himself and get it, you know, land another major head coaching job after this. So wanted to recognize that. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, I still don't. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a crown of this, a crown of the week this week. I, I just haven't really had anything so far where I figured, I guess I can just throw in cat. I think that's pretty impressive. I'll give him crown of the week. First center ever to win a three-point contest. I think what he had in the last round, 26 points or something. Something ridiculous, uh, 29. So, there you go. I'm just going to have him. He, 29. He broke the record for a round. Exactly. I, I really don't have any feelings. That's why at first I thought about it, and I was like, oh, man, I'll use him. How do you How do you feel about him? I, I, I'll give it to him in that sense, but like I, I really don't know. He's such a hit-or-miss guy. <laughs> So he, he kind of just falls underneath of everybody for me. Do you, how old do you think he is? 29. No, he's 26. He's, he's 26 and he's, and he's already been in the league for – this is his seventh year. I feel like he hasn't been in the league that long, but this is his seventh season. So I don't know. No, the reason you haven't noticed that is because he's so hit or miss. I'm telling you, he just falls underneath of – he's a great guy. Anybody would want him on his team, but – on their team. But, I mean, that – I don't know. He just falls underneath of so many other media things in the NBA that I forget. And he also plays for Timberwolves. You could have just said that. Uh, fraud of the week. Who you got on that? You got any off the top of your head? Anything from the East Coast? Yeah. Um, nothing from the East Coast, really. That's fraud of the week, unless I'm missing something. But I was I was going to go with the uh, Arizona Coyotes, especially because they're playing right now, actually. So that, that's just all my mind. But for anybody that doesn't know, they are – in the works of getting a new stadium, progress timeline looks about like five, six years, something ridiculous, four to six years. They're finishing out the season in their big old stadium out in Glendale, Arizona right now. But officially after this season, they're moving into ASU, ASU's hockey stadium, which holds a top 6,000 people, which is absolutely ridiculous. And the progress for the next stadium will be around four to six years. So I don't know how they're going to survive as a team and pay these players or what they're going to do these prices, but I just don't see it lasting five years in a stadium that can hold five to 6,000 people. So that's going to be my fraud of the week for not finding anywhere else. Yeah, that's a good one. I know we're talking about this. That's just the absolute, I, I don't care who it is for a professional organization. That's an absolute joke. I don't know how they're going to sell, how they're going to pay people. I just don't understand where this – like, they can't bring up ticket costs. They suck. Yeah, I agree. But then again, it's all driven by pretty much TV revenue. So, But I don't know who's watching their games. I, can, I know I you're – well, Except right now. But I could definitely see <laughs> their first, like, two games are probably going to be also – well, 
I guess like the first half, just so people can kind of get that experience of what it would be like. But it, the only benefit I see is if you're from out of town or something, or you live here, but your team is somewhere else and you get to go see them that close in that type of arena. But again, yeah, very weird. Yeah, I agree. Um, mine's going to have to be the MLB because they can't figure out this whole lockout situation. And I feel like they're just slowly losing, you know, their, their appeal. They don't, they don't adjust the game, the, 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 the game to, you know, the younger generation with, with, uh, you know, they don't want to sit there for three hours anymore. It's, it's, it's not the sixties and the seventies, the game's rapidly losing its appeal as, you know, the NBA, the NFL continue to progress and really change their game, the format of the game, the way it's played, pace of play. Um, you know, they bend the rules to make it more attractive. Obviously, the NFL has done a great job of over the years to make it more, you know, offensive oriented, um, higher scoring games. Same with the NBA. Like, that's what the fans want to say. They want to adjust to it. The MLB is just, they're just stick in the mud. Uh, and Manfred's easily, easily the worst commissioner in all professional sports. So, I don't know. It's a total disaster. Obviously, I love watching. I love following. But it's a disgrace that they can't figure it out. So Manfred and the entire MLB, the owners, the players, all my fraud list. Yeah, I, I can go with the MLB there too. Like there's, like you said, the last person on the train for all major sports in every category. And I know a whole season, that's going to take time to like bring in the new people, how the game should be played. Like that's going to take a long time for a season. But I think they need to start with the all-star they're all-star competitions. Home run derby needs to be changed. It needs to be something more fun. Like they do hit home runs, but again, we've been watching that for the same type of stuff for years and years. I don't know if they need to bring uh, like a different bat in to where it's harder to hit or like a different, like, or throw pitches differently. I don't know what it is, but something needs to be. No, they did. They did change it though to the, the whole, uh, it's time now. It's pretty good. It actually has gotten a lot better. Now in regards to that, one thing that needs to get changed if you could change the dunk contest what would you do if i could change the dunk contest yeah i would make it so honestly that's so hard but i would i would probably make it so everybody got dunk no shoes <laughs> no shoes it's, yeah, i don't think you understand <laughs> how much harder it is to dunk with <laughs> shoes and then inside so on that <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have players, high-profile players, breaking their ankles now, shattering their ankles because you want to see if they can dunk with no shoes on. Or, or all the contestants, or everybody in it got to use a trampoline in every dunk, like something like that. Like it would have to be drastic. But yeah, I mean, we did end up watching, but I saw the highlights, and apparently, it was absolutely putrid. They either need to like start giving out major prizes. Um, so maybe they can get either higher profile players or, you know, not through their pay necessarily like, Hey, you know, we'll give you, if you even just participate, we'll give you a million dollars and match that to any one of your charities. Cause once you throw charity in, it's kind of hard to say no for a player. I, I think the, uh, you ever seen those people on Instagram that have the, uh, that, that are doing a ridiculous dunks, right. but they're not in the league. Right. Somehow incorporate them because they're like, they're doing stuff that we haven't seen the NBA players necessarily probably can't do, but then again, could probably get hurt. Like you said, doing something crazy like that, but like somehow integrate them 
because the NBA players, they're losing creativity with these things and it's only going to get worse. So I think like integrate them somehow. I don't know. I think that would change it a lot. I agree. But here's my thing. Do you think they're actually taking like one or two attempts? I feel like they're probably sitting there filming for hours. <laughs> like they like they could just totally get out there and fool us. Right, right. Now that that is true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I would just randomly um, any way to get it better. But all right, well, that's gonna wrap everything up for today. So hopefully, uh, Rick can get off bed rest and, and Tony's teeth can can heal up and. Uh, Perkins sets can make them feel a little bit better. Um, so thanks for joining today, Sonny and everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Peace.